1: the wall. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of February 2009. I always advise newcomers to look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and on the website you'll find lots of talks I've given in the past, which cover a, a vast array of the big system. I go into the big system in depth. In different areas and there's so many areas to go into to show you that the world is being planned the future is always planned and i try and give you clues as to who's doing the planning at least the ones that come forward and tell us through their own think tanks i try and tie it together for you and show you where it's all supposed to go and the reason it's done with all deception and subterfuge is because it's so horrific that if the public knew there would be an uprising across the planet we can never tell the public the truth, because this agenda was set up an awful long time ago and written about by the big players, including the future vision of a world, their little utopia, where there'd be very little or a few people left on it, in fact, and definitely not uh, very many of the, the masses, because we're all inferior genetically, and they hope that through science they could create better slaves to serve their needs better for the elite themselves who naturally will come through. Also look into Alan Watt sent for .eu for transcripts of these talks which you can download, print up and they're written in the various languages of Europe. For those who listen they're pretty well veterans of what's been going on and listen to shows like this. When you realize, as I say, that the world's planned in stages. And the boys who understand when to implement the next step, the next stage, do so not by sticking a pen in a paper somewhere or a calendar, but because they understand how long it takes for to condition a generation so that they'll accept the next changes. It's all to do with programming the public to accept changes. It's an art. It's a scientific art. It's guaranteed to work. And I always refer to Plato, who talked about this art in his book The Republic and others of his own work. He goes into it in fair depth as to how the human psychology works on the masses. And he understood thousands of years ago how to implement changes on public. If they simply went from one type of system to another overnight, there would be rebellions. But if you train one generation gradually into thinking about this new system and then gradually implementing bits of it from all different directions, you can eventually accept it all without thinking. That's how easy it is. Done thousands of years ago, it's all been done again today. But today it's much more easier because they have not just national education systems, they have an international education system to ensure that everyone on the planet gets the same indoctrination very important we all start off on the same program it's interesting too that uh, across the world right now there are people in power who have pretty well vowed to end homeschooling in Italy it was banned prompt by an act of parliament because and they said in the report they wanted everyone to get the same indoctrination very important for the future that's how the world is run, is by international cartels. And we get glimpses of who they are, the different cartels specializing in different areas. We see the cartels that have taken over the entire food supply of the planet, for instance. And eventually that'll come down to probably one. Another one is taking over the energy supplies of the planet. And that's all they'll deal with eventually. But one cooperation for each special need for humanity. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. Sometimes you have to tie in the past to bring you up to speed as to what's happening today and where we're supposed to go because say, you get all these clues done through your life as little statements are made here and there in different programs on television or in the newspapers, which don't me- mean much to the public at the time because it's never really explained to the public what the politicians are really, really saying. And that's a decision, of course, that the media puts in. If they wanted to explain it all to you, they would. They don't want you to know what's really going on at any one time. Mind you, they'll give you lots of trivia and detailed trivia at that but the media is an essential arm of government to keep us all in the dark here's one article here that ties up some of the the system in which we live and where it's supposed to go and it was aired on CPAC there's actually a video attached to it I'll leave the link at the end of the show that was, a, that was a cable public affairs channel February the 10th 2009 the overlay on the video was titled Ottawa Global Governance and the Future of the G20 Go, uh, governance again is a United Nations term that came into vogue a few years ago Is it changed the whole idea of government to governance what they're really talking about is a new sovietized system where NGOs will be the new democracy they already are, in fact. But that's, that's what democracy will consist of in the future. Nothing but NGOs who are funded by think tanks and the big foundations. They lobby government already, they advise government already, and they bypass democracy through the system. It says here former Canadian Prime Minister Paul Martin, who was in from 2003 to 2006, in fact, he was a lifer politician one of his career politicians and he got in actually because the, the former pres- uh, Prime Minister Chrétien stepped down and Martin who'd been in government I think his whole life had only been missing from government for a few months while he worked at the United Nations, walked right back to Canada and took up the position as Prime Minister so he's all, already primed for his role at the United Nations where he worked as his, Paul Martin said what is going to happen when a Chinese hedge fund goes under and the results of that tsunami don't stop at the Chinese or Indian border? Who's going to deal with that unless we are prepared to understand that in fact we are all going to give up a little little bit of our sovereignty to make the world work? We're hearing that all over the place. Every item comes along with monetary crashes or whatever, giving up your sovereignty. Terrorism, giving up your sovereignty to make the world work. So I hope that this is also something that the G20 comes to deal with. So those are the issues I got to deal with. I think that we are really at the beginning of a very different era. So you, you could say New World Order. It, it differs in different ways, you see. <clears throat> he says, 1944, the great minds of the world, such as Dexter White, John Maynard Keynes, and a bunch essentially laid the foundations for Bretton Woods institutions and the United Nations and they built a system that functioned for over 50 to 60 years I think it's time to renew that vision I think we've got to take it one step further now I've mentioned before that John Maynard Keynes himself said this would be part one and that the real goal was to bring in a world of service where every citizen would serve a world system that's what they're talking about right here. And so here's Martin saying they're going to take it one step further. He says here... He says here, if I can find it again. There's another video here, too. It says below, it shows the EU, the Economic Union, calling for a new world governance you can see Sarkozy, French president, holding the EU presidency at the time, and Barroso, EU commissioner, president, coming out and calling for the setup of a new world governance, a new global order, global governance, and the crisis are the perfect time to lead the public into it. Crisis are the perfect time to lead the public into it, you see? And that's what order of chaos is. They always do this. They set up the crisis and then they herd us along in a different direction. It's all done in advance. Order out of chaos. And so there's a few videos on here you can see to do with these big people, well-known people, presidents, etc., talking about the new world order. That's for those who don't believe there is one. And it's strange enough that there are people out there who really don't believe that there's a new world order. Even though they hear it over and over, they'll still phone me in and ask me where to find it. And I've given quote after quote after quote from a book recently, night after night ad nauseum. They still don't want to believe it. It's astonishing. But I'll put these links up at the end of the show, as I say, and you can see it for yourself. The, the world has been tied up by a handful of corporations. That means that everything that you need to survive, such as energy of all kinds, your fuel, your electricity, your natural gas, oil has been taken over. The rights to even have it has been taken over by people because it's combined with government and sustainability. That's what interdependence is all about. The a ruse to dominate every person on the planet. You also have a few corporations, as I say, who are managing all the food of the planet, and eventually that will be one corporation. It probably is already but they give the appearance of being different companies. An old trick they did with Standard Oil. When they went into the deregulation at one time, Standard Oil had the monopoly on everything, and so all they did is deregulate and set up a whole bunch of separate companies, but still under the same, the same founder. There's no real competition in the world Not right now. It's completely sewn up. And we are at the mercy of these big tycoons, And it's not just about money or power. It's about bringing in a world that was envisaged a long time ago. And these guys all believe in this vision of the world. They've tried everything, global warming, global cooling, all kinds of disasters to terrify the public to go along with this interdependence nonsense. Remember, in the, thir- in the 70s, they were on about global cooling in the coming ice age. The same scientists are now getting their, their paychecks for saying it's global warming. Now, it's, of course, it's just weather. The weather changes. This is from Time. Monday, June the 24th, 1974. In Africa, drought continues for the sixth consecutive year, adding terribly to the toll of famine victims. During 1972, record rains in parts of the U.S., Pakistan, and Japan caused some of the worst flooding in centuries. In Canada's wheat belt, a particularly chilly and rainy spring has delayed planting and may well bring a disappointingly small harvest. Rainy Britain, on the other hand, has suffered from uncharacteristic dry spells in the past few springs. A series of unusually cold winters has gripped the American Far West, while New England and Northern Europe have recently experienced the mildest winters within anyone's recollection. As they review the bizarre and unpredictable weather patterns of the past several years, a growing number of scientists are beginning to suspect that many seemingly contradictory meteorological fluctuations are actually part of a global climatic upheaval, and that's how they put it across back in the 70s. Climatic, you know, global and climatic upheaval. However, widely the weather varies from place to place and time to time when meteorologists advance an average of temperatures around the globe they find that the atmosphere has been growing gradually cooler for the past three decades. The trend shows no indication of reversing. Climatological Cassandras are becoming increasingly apprehensive for the weather aberrations they are studying may be the harbinger of another ice age. An ice age. That's how they started this whole thing off. It says here, Telltale signs are everywhere, from the unexpected persistence and thickness of pack ice in the waters around Iceland, to the southward migration of a warmth-loving creature like the armadillo from the Midwest. They give you these practical stories. Since the 1940s, the mean global temperature has dropped about 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit, although that figure is at best an estimate is supported by other convincing data. When climatologist George J. Kukla of Columbia University's Lamont-Doherty Geological Observatory and his wife Helena analyzed satellite weather data for the Northern Hemisphere, they found that the area of the ice and snow cover had suddenly increased by 12% in 1971, and the increase has persisted ever since. Areas of Baffin Island In the Canadian Arctic, for example, were once totally free of any snow in summer, for those who didn't know that. Now they are covered year-round. Scientists have found other indications of global cooling. For one thing, there has been a noticeable expansion of the Great Belt of Dry, high-altitude polar winds, the so-called circumpolar vortex that sweep from west to east around the top and bottom of the world, Indeed, it is the widening of this cap of cold air that is the immediate cause of Africa's drought. By blocking moisture-bearing equatorial winds and preventing them from bringing rainfall to the part sub-Sahara region, as well as other drought stricken areas stretching all the way from Central America to the Middle East and in India, the polar winds have an effect caused the Sahara uh, and other deserts to reach further to the south. Paradoxically, the same vortex has created quite different weather quirks in the U.S. and other temperature zones. As wind swirls around the globe, their southerly portions undulate like the bottom of a skirt. Cold air is pulled down across the western U.S. and warm air swept up to the northeast. So this is the kind of stuff, the, the, the stuff that we're using back in the 70s to get this sustainable development idea across to us. because it didn't work out that way, so they simply changed it to global warming. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix I was going on about what the public women fed regarding the weather situation back in the 70s from time, and there's a two-page article, I'll put up the links at the end of the show, to, to show you how they introduced it at that time, but unfortunately the weather did not cooperate with them, so the same scientists actually swapped hats and went off in their direction and claimed it was global warming that was to blame. Uh, and it's amazing how they can suddenly change their points of view when they get a paycheck that seems to be guaranteed to be fairly steady An income. that that's what runs scientists today. They all run on the same thing. And also Wise Up Journal has a good article on this particular topic. I'll give a, a link to that at the end of the show as well. They go into it in fairly good detail. Now we have callers online. There's Dale from Michigan there. Are you there, Dale?
2: yes alan um, yes can you hear me yes uh one thing i absolutely love about your show and i couldn't believe how fortunate i was when i found it is that you let your mind go there (laughs) and so many people don't and you consider things and i think that through your meditation and everything uh that you consider all points um I have one article, I don't know if people realized it, but uh, the stimulus package um, has billions of dollars for uh, agencies that uh, fund biomedical research and genomics. Mm -hmm. And the other day when I called in, I wasn't suggesting that people that have RH-negative blood are from another planet or for the stars or anything like that, what mm-hmm. I'm talking about very real people here on the earth. And um, the whole thing about you know parents um, it, it, could this person be my parent? They get into the subject of chimera.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and scientists are creating now chimeric uh, pathogens. And uh, Eric Pianca talked about uh, killing off eighty five or ninety percent of the population, mm-hmm. and that what they needed was an airborne Ebola virus. Yeah. Yeah. and through chimera, what they're trying to do is combine the common cold with diseases like AIDS and Ebola
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and you know that's that's in the news and you can read about it and and people can say, well, you know, they, they intend to cull the population by 2050, but I think it's going to be much sooner than that.
1: <laughs> well, well actually, you understand, they've already been doing it. Oh, it's I just know. been done quietly, I know. you know. And it's so easy to regulate because you, you can go into the scientific data, especially medical data, uh, prior to the 1950s, and they had very good statistics on different diseases, cancers, etc. And from 1950 onwards, we plummeted in health. We found out cancers, uh, cancers coming out of all kinds of uh, all kinds of cancers breaking out. In fact, there's so many today they can't even give names to them. They're so new and have different ways of taking over. And this all happened in a span of 50 years. The, the male fertility went plummeted, and I've gone over the documentation. Now, when you tie it in with the statements made by the big players around the same time, like the Huxleys and the Bertrand Russells and so on, who talked about the necessity to, and the Charles Galton Darwin, who actually said they could use hormones, etc., uh, in to, to affect children in the womb, which is exactly what's been happening, with, especially with male infertility, the, the crucial 8 to 12 weeks is so important. If they could get... Uh, female hormones and at the same time the development of the male will not really take over properly for for the entire life of that person when they're born so when you tie it all together these guys weren't just suggesting they go ahead and do this, they were actually doing it Right. and it's the same with the death rate Um, uh, at a time when we're supposedly, we've got more healthcare than any previous generation ever had, we're the sickest people of all And, as I say, we're we're, we're sterile, we're dying off with all kinds of diseases, we're fed poisons for food, uh, even a scandal to do with the processed foods and the mercury contamination in in, in it all, because they use mercury in the process to process it. Mm -hmm. how can you keep that quiet for 50 years?
2: Right, and, and they, they just had a trial on that, and they said that the people, the, the parents that were trying to prove that it was the mercury in the vaccines, um, they didn't bring in experts. That they, yeah, mm-hmm. they only brought in people that knew what they were talking about. And I had heard, I was watching C-SPAN one morning, and they were talking about the thimerosal and and they said that they had taken it out of the vaccines. Well, a nurse called in, and she said, yeah, they took that out, and they put a much more potent form of mercury in instead and called it something else. Yes. You know? So when they tell you they've taken it out, they don't tell you, yeah, we made it even stronger. <laughs> yes. but, but what I wanted to say, uh, you and Jackie spoke about... Um, Religion, and she called herself a heretic. And what I was trying to get at with the RH negative is not that there's anything inherently different about RH negative and RH positive, but it's one of those red herrings where they can claim that they're superior. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the Bible, and I meditate all the time, Genesis 3.15, after Eve had eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil... God said to Satan, he said, I will put enmity between your seed and her seed. Yeah, hold on
1: a second, and we'll come after this break for the same topic.
2: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: And I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the Matrix talking to Dale. Are you still there, Dale? Yes. Yes, you were saying.
2: I was saying, um, the reason why the rulers of the world can claim that they believe in God and they believe in this religion is that the Bible, to me, is a book of racial hygiene for RH negative people. They, the, the Rothschilds funded a study into geese, wingless geese, on a on an island that had been isolated for, from the rest of the world of geese for populations, which meant they inbred among their own group. And over time, the, uh, the uh, researchers said that over hundreds of thousands of years, they became a different species because they couldn't breed with those other geese any longer. And if you look at the family trees of <laughs> the RH negatives, they have no branches. Mm-hmm. and And they were told to keep separate and to themselves. How can God say, thou shalt not kill? But he tells his people to go into the land of Canaan and kill every man, woman, and child, and without fail to do this. And how can Jesus, when his disciples, Told him, Why are you telling people these, the secrets? He says, it'll go right over their head. They have no idea what I'm really talking about. I mean, what we have... You talk about the exoteric and the esoteric. I cannot believe that people go to church and, and they believe the simplistic thoughts and ideas that are handed out to them week after week. And I'm not trying to put them down. You know, it, it's a social thing that they do, but if they really knew <laughs> what it's talking about. I, well, I don't in, think in they'd this world,
1: the it. bottom line in the world is um, we, there can be no people who are superior over others. And I, I don't care if it's yeah, politics or, or whatever, uh, 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 or, you know, whatever reason is given. The fact is, we cannot live in a world where people claim to be superior. I mean, you'll see the same thing, uh, as I say, with with, uh, Germany. At one time, we had the the master plan for the master race and all this kind of stuff, and they persecuted peoples. But then again, you see the same people who were persecuted doing the same thing in the Middle East. Exactly. And so the technique, and I always say, if something walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, Anybody who puts people behind barbed wire and uses them as a labor force uh basically is, is a Nazi right because that's what that is
2: well and, and they they're a big snake if you look at, at the way they act it's like we'll talk and talk and talk and and in the meantime we'll kill thousands more Palestinians
1: Yeah, but you understand too there's geopolitics here Yes. Yeah. because every country in in the Western world has backed Israel and don't confuse Judaism with Israel because there's one hell of a history behind israel and who actually came into it to begin with
2: well
0: there's,
1: and there's, and rothschild told told the, a lot of the farmers who came there in the late 1800s to to settle and they asked for permission to do different things and he told them he says is says, you will do no such thing he says israel is mine yeah He says, israel is mine there's, there's and a and, and then you find out too again from reading the the ones who set up israel like uh, stores who was the 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 governor general on behalf of the British royalty, um, he said that most of them came in from Russia and they were actually hardened communists. Mm -hmm. It was a communist ideology which drove them. That's why they brought the kibbutzes in. And many of them said the reason they moved out of the Soviet Union was that the Soviet Union was not communistic enough. Mm -hmm. And they set up the kibbutzes under the the platonic idea of separating children from parents at birth so there would be no affection to parents and no adhesion to people who were contaminated. So there was a communist doctrine near at the beginning. However, with the West geopolitical strategy, uh, and it's often said at the top, even in Washington, that Israel is really just a state, uh, a tool of Washington, because they needed someone in the Middle East to set up uh, problems. They did not want a united Arab federation to deal with in the Middle East. And so they had to put someone in there that would keep the the, the pot boiling, basically. Mm -hmm. And and that's what's happened. That's why the countries are silent on it, is because it's part of long-term geopolitical strategy. They knew all the countries in in the world who were in on this global agenda a long time ago, starting from Britain, knew that that they would never, ever uh, destroy or convert a Muslim population that had united federations they'd be too strong they would not go along with democracy they've never known what democracy is and mind you they functioned well enough without it uh, but it was it was intended that everyone would get forced under the hammer of democracy democracy as you know is a rubber band it's very elastic it can be redefined as, as, as years go on and uh, that's why they set up Israel there. But never confuse uh, I'm, I'm, an elitist plan with Judaism because the average Jew doesn't know, doesn't know what's going on either.
2: I know? know, and you've mentioned that the, the experiments they did with Sephardic and Hasidic Jews where they um, bombarded children with radiation, mm-hmm. and so many of them died. It's not like they have a love for Jewish people. <laughs> well,
1: what you've got here, and I'll maintain this, for, you know, I don't really maintain this, at the top of the world, you have people who can guide whole peoples. They're aristocratic. They don't care if they're, if they're sitting on the throne of England or, or, or pretending to, to be the leaders of Israel. You have an aristocracy, a small aristocracy, guiding the whole world's populations right now, and they don't care what uh, camouflage they go under. And you'll find at the end of all of this that they're none of what we thought they were. None of them. Right. What we thought they were.
2: Right. Well, um, I do get, uh, you like Monty Python, uh, the anarcho-syndicalist, when when the woman says, you know, there's some lovely filth over here, Dennis. Uh, I look at a lot of different things, and a lot of them I totally write off. A lot of things, there's truth mixed with lies. Mm -hmm. But I will research and I will find incredible knowledge you know a a whole new line of thought when i I look at something they john stewart had on his program uh europe in canada that the prime minister um suspended parliament that's right with with the uh blessings of the queen and and there is uh i found out on a video it's like the queen when she's inaugurated she has the emblems of egypt You know all the emblems you know the the rod and the staff of the good shepherd all the way
1: back to nimrod the symbols there with even with the checkered floor all go all the way back to nimrod including the airman gang she wears
2: (laughs) yeah you know and and the great work like you say it's like we figure we're going to live you know maybe 90 years if we're incredibly lucky but these people they're working towards something they are like a beehive and that kind of mentality I don't
1: understand at all. Well, it's a separate religion. It's a, it's a religion that's never been explained to the public. It's a no holy book that's given to anybody. Mm-hmm. But it is a definite religion. I mean, Rockefeller's 94. Yes. And here he is down at the, the very summit of the Americans. He's, he's financing all of them. And he's just as, as enthusiastic today as he was when he was in his 20s. Yeah. That doesn't happen normally. Normally, your views and your opinions will change as you get older and uh, you lose some steam. But these people, have to be religious fanatics. But what is the religion? That's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. But, but, but thanks for calling, and I'll try uh, one more caller here. There's one more caller waiting. I'm going to Tony from Florida. Hey there, Tony. Ah, uh, yeah, Alan. Yes. Okay, okay.
0: I'm, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. You're, you're not on uh, GCN, you're on RBN, you're not on the Alex Jones. You're on a different network. And I know you're going to take this as a hostile call, and it's not. Okay? Because, look, at everything you say is the truth, but there's one missing link on what you say. I'm just, I'm just going to be candid with you. If you want to hang up on me, hang on. I'm, I'm listening. You just get on you know, with listen, it. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to get on with it. What you need to do is get out of Ontario, Canada, and come down to the United States and get into a free speech zone. Get into a free speech zone, because you don't want, you have the missing link, and you talked about this lady What the missing you, you just don't want to say it, because you're under law up there. And that's it. I, I, and you know what I'm talking about. You talk, we're, we're talking, you, you go on and on about the New World Order. You will not mention the Jew. I'm sorry. It's a fix. And hey, look at hang up on me now. I have well, to, what
1: I'll say, I, what, what, what I'll, I, I'll say is. You're, okay, you're under law up there. Go ahead. What I will say is. Don't think that all of them at the top are Jewish. That's my different opinion of no, no, uh, you. No, I'll agree with you. I respect you. I respect you. What, what I'll agree with you on is that for years, running the U.S. system especially, uh, that they're for a minority group in the world, you have way too many of one type running your country. And that's obvious to the world. It's also obvious to people across the world, including the Arabs, who are wondering who runs the U.S. So there's no doubt about that. There's a minority here. Now, they, may be, they claim they're atheistic in their beliefs. It's true that the New American Century crowd were heavily involved with shaping the whole policies for the U.S. over the Bush era. We know who all those members were. We know that Leo Strauss Was a man who came up with those policies, who also came up with the policies of a myth for the age, fear, using fear tactics and all the rest of it to control populations. So with that part, I will agree. But you'll find, you'll find at the end of all of this that they're not who they say they are either. As I say, there's another religion above all of this. And these characters will hide behind all kinds of religion. If I wanted to really, really be secretive, I would put people in, in the front who will take the heat. Well, I'd be a different species altogether. That's how I would do it.
0: All I can say is I am not hostile to you in a bit. I think you need to get out of Anterior and come down here. I, I don't have to oh, be, Steve. We're merging
1: with you. <laughs> you. You
0: are. Let me ask you this. I'm not being hostile to you. One, bit. Do you really feel that you have total freedom of what you have to say and you've been going off it hours and hours and hours? Do you feel, and if you feel, sir, that you have it, then you say it and I respect it, then where you're sitting there in
1: Ontario, Canada, you can blow it all out and you have no fear. Oh, I, I, I tell you, absolutely. In Canada, you have so many restrictions on where you can go. Even if you have legitimate questions to ask, you cannot ask those questions. Questioning, it's questioning something, can get you in big trouble. That's if I'm you saying. were a child, in fact, asking questions, and every child should be allowed to ask any question they wish, you'd still be in trouble. That's what I'm
0: saying. I, I just think you should just get out of here and calm down. What, 200 miles, 150 miles, and then you could do with everything you want to say. And then, and then at that point, then. Fine, I have no problems with you, and I don't have. a com- you know, I don't want to be hostile to you. You're on IBM. I, you know, I, what, I made my point. Okay. Okay. I, I just think you should come down to free speech. Yes. Down
1: 150 miles. Get out of there. I'll, I'll definitely think about it. But remember, we're, we're merging with you totally by 2010. We've only got one year to go. <laughs> Thanks for calling, though. But. Yeah, that's that's what you really have. As I say, you can't really talk openly about any single thing, no matter how legitimate the questions may be. uh, You will be hammered for it. But at at the same time, too, as I say, don't ever be misled by what's thrown in front of you to see. That's something, as I say, people who want to remain secretive will always have frontmen in every government. In fact, that's what governments really are comprised of. They're frontmen, they're picked out. And coached us to their roles for their terms in office. And of course, if you truly wanted one people to take the blame, you would certainly put in people who seem to represent them. We've got to be very, very, very careful here because there's more to it than meets the eye. Much more to it. Here's an article here from opednews.com to do with the food. Now, uh, how are going after the food now? February 12, 2009. It says, Monsanto in Illinois, Homeland Security and USDA plan attacks against animals. It blows a letter to livestock producers in Illinois asking them and others to contact a governor's office to ask to be allowed to be present at a meeting between Homeland Security and the USDA, which involves NAIS and surge capacity, under Homeland Security, to attack and seize and destroy, depopulate an area of animals. This meeting is about what will be done to them, but they are shut out. So the people who will be involved, all the farmers and so on, aren't allowed into this meeting. It says, many of you already know that about about Monsanto's rural cleansing in southern Illinois of 200 to 400 farmers for using Steve Hickson as their seed cleaner... One is being sued for $400,000. Do the math, in 206, Monsanto made $160 million in this mafia-like extortion. Many of you already know that Monsanto was involved in the development of NAIS, which to me appears to be the setup on the animal side to do what Monsanto has done with seeds, eliminate normal animals and substitute genetically engineered animals, which of course Monsanto has the patent on. I've written about how Homeland Security is set to... Do militaries type warrantless raids against farms to seize and destroy animals and crops and equipment using animal disease as excuse? No due process, no means of checking to see if any of the animals are fine, and no way to stop the slaughter. I've also written how the USDA has already proved it operates this way. Homeland security is a centralization of power bequeathed to us by Bush's war on terror Something many believe was not based on an enemy attack at all. Amnesty International is calling for an elimination of laws that were passed under Bush's war on terror justification. NSA spying is one such abuse. NASIS is NSA spying on steroids. Imagine paying for the equipment used to spy on you, yourself having to keep it up, having to let the government know in advance of every move your animals make, such as a trail ride, for instance or your child bringing a pet chicken to the school. And to have to to file paperwork within 24 hours afterwards or face penalties so draconian, the second infraction of your chicken crosses the road and you fail to report on time is $500,000 fine. NEIS is backed up by Homeland Security. Both are connected to Monsanto and, as is typical of Monsanto, both are resulting in terror for farmers. And it's true enough farmers now are terrified not just about this but about the seeds the altered seeds blowing or, or, or getting into their fields by birds pooping has happened in Canada supposedly the judges have already said that we don't care how it's on your land it's on your land and therefore you're out of business when Santa always wins food and water watch the, or- the organic consumers association the center for food safety public citizen and campaign for liberty Amnesty International, the ACLU and every farming food and anti-GMO animals, rice, etc. groups in this country must come together and with many other groups to need to demand NAIS be eliminated entirely. And they should before it's too late. Back with more after this break. Alan Watt for Cutting Through the Matrix. And I should mention before going to this next article, if we've got time, that you can help support me by going to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll find lots of talks I've given you. You can download them for free. Also, you can buy those items I have for sale. That keeps me going. And you can donate as well, if you'd like, the buttons on the site cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Getting back to this global cooling scam that tried to pull in the 70s before they found it was easier to warm the planet through the aerial spring it says here this is from Wise Up Journal again from the 70s he's taken extracts from these two articles from Time Magazine it says here Man, too, may be somewhat responsible for the cooling trend. This is what they're telling us in the 70s. The University of Wisconsin's Reed A. Bryson and other climatologists suggest that dust and other particles released into the atmosphere are as, 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 as a result of farming. <laughs> and fuel burning may be blocking more and more sunlight from reaching and heating the Earth's surface. Whatever the cause of the cooling trend, its effect could be extremely serious, if not catastrophic, scientists figure that only 1% decrease in the amount of sunlight hitting the Earth's surface could tip the climatic balance and cool the planet enough to send it sliding down the road to another ice age within only a few hundred years. I wonder if that's why they're spraying it all. And they've already admitted from NASA, there's less sunlight hitting the planet. The just don't mention is because of all the spraying. University of Toronto Climatologist's Kenneth Hare, a former president of the Royal Meteorological Society, believes that the continuing drought and the recent failure of the Russian harvest gave the world a grim premonition of what might happen. Warns Hare, I don't believe that the world's present population is sustainable. There you are, this is the 1970s. doesn't believe that the world's present population is sustainable if there are more than three years like 1972 in a row when they claimed it was cooling. See, it's the same hype they were giving back then, only they were blaming the cooling for it. It says here, strange how the 70s experienced a cooling period after industrial age decades of fossil fuel burning, isn't it? Only strange if you believe believe more man-made CO2 will burn up the planet or cool it, depending on the political climate of the day. The agenda does not change with the weather. What is the decades old policy ideology of the climate agenda? In 1976, members of the respected think tank, leading scientists, and so on. I co-authored a report titled, Reshaping the International Order. That's ISBN number, for those who want to read it, 52504340 3 which stated, although not yet proven, climatologists are being forced to conclude that our planet has in recent times passed through a period which may well have been optimal as far as food production is concerned. And that's as far back as 1976, when they were planning to take over the food supply then. In fact, they were already in the process of it. In another report by the same group from 1991, the first global revolution, and I've mentioned that many times, they wrote, searching for a new enemy to unite us all, all of humanity, against a common cause, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine and the like would fit the bill fit the bill for those who don't believe it i keep repeating the same little statement from the, the club of rome who wrote the first global revolution that would fit the bill to get us all working together towards this great utopia that we will we who are alive now will never see never see because there are no utopias only hells when these guys are in charge well that's it for tonight so from hamish myself interior canada it's yes, good night, I and mean, may your God or your gods go with you. Mm-hmm.